The Productive Woman, Episode 367. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll talk about some things that get in the way of productivity and a few ideas for getting past those obstacles and making a meaningfully productive life one day at a time. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 367. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander, one of my very favorite productivity tools and one that I have consistently used pretty much every day for the longest of any tool that I've been using is Text Expander. If you are not aware, this is a tool, a piece of software that lets you create snippets, uh, which are abbreviations formed from just a few characters that you type and that then expand into longer text. So anything you type or copy and paste frequently is a great candidate for a Text Expander snippet. I use it many times a day for simple text like frequently typed phone numbers, email addresses, my state bar license numbers, and and so much more. Things that otherwise I'd need to remember and type. I don't have to uh, have them memorized, although in many cases I do, but you type just two or three characters and it just expands and fills it in and you can move on. I also use Text Expander often for longer pieces of formatted text, like uh, email responses to frequently asked questions or information for guests about the recording process for the podcast. Uh, th- there are so many different ways you can use it, and I have tons of snippets that I've created that really help me to be productive when I'm typing. Text Expander is available and works anywhere you type. So if you have a Mac, a Windows-based computer, iOS devices, everything that lets you type, and it works on websites, in Word documents, uh, or any other kind of document, pretty much, as I said, everywhere you type. It helps me be correct and consistent in my messaging. So in the emails that I send and things like that. And if you have a team for your business or organization that communicates with clients or customers, you can actually share snippets via text expander for teams so that the messaging will be current and consistent across your team. You can get your message right every time, simply expand content that corrects your spelling, keeps your language consistent with just a few keystrokes. Your team members will consistently know the right message for the right person at the right time without relying on memory or copy and paste. And I have used Text Expander since long before they became a sponsor of this podcast. So I'm delighted to share it with my listeners and with this community. And you can get 20% off your first year by visiting textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about this great tool and to get that 20% off discount. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. Definitely check it out and let them know I sent you. All right, we're going to talk about obstacles to productivity today. All of us, me included, have lots of things we want and need to do. And 
most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're part of this community, then like me, you probably have an idea in your mind of what it means to be productive. Uh, maybe checking things off our to-do list, whether that's a written or a mental to-do list, achieving those big goals, making a life that we can be proud of, or at least satisfied with. Whether or not we've intentionally thought about it, we have a picture in our minds of what a productive life looks like. Now, because we live in the real world, life and our circumstances don't always cooperate with that vision. And that vision doesn't necessarily come into reality in our own lives without getting past obstacles. And those may be internal or external. They may be physical or mental. There are always things that can get in the way of achieving that vision we have in our minds of the productive life we want to live. One way to boost productivity in whatever sense you're thinking about it, whether you're talking about just getting the things done that are on your list for the day, or if you're talking about the big picture making a life that matters, one way to boost productivity is to identify those obstacles that are getting in your way and then come up with a plan to remove them or overcome them. This is, I think, a very personal exercise. There are, you know, things that cross boundaries, so to speak, that lots of us deal with. But what constitutes an obstacle for me might not be one for you. So I thought I'd talk this week about a few things that may be obstacles for us, and maybe a few things that we can do to get past them. These certainly aren't the only things that can constitute obstacles to productivity, but they're the ones that I've been thinking about recently, and and frankly, in several cases, experiencing personally. Some of them are physical or external, while many of them are internal, even self-created obstacles. So I thought I'd just go through a few of those, and I thought I'd start with the sort of physical, external kinds of things that can be obstacles to being as productive as we want to be. I, I think sometimes the external or physical obstacles are easier to deal with than the internal or, you know, mental slash psychological obstacles. So the first physical or external thing that can be an obstacle to being as productive as you want to be is inadequate tools. Kind of straightforward, right? If you've got an uncomfortable chair or bad lighting or if you're cleaning your house or your office or whatever, but you have poorly functioning cleaning equipment, maybe you have a slow computer or crummy software, whatever the tools you need to do your thing, whatever your thing is, if they are inadequate to the task, you're not going to be as productive. You're not going to be as efficient. You're not going to be as effective. You're going to be distracted and frustrated trying to accomplish what you want to do. And so the answer to this one is, you know, pretty obvious, I guess. Figure out what are the tools that are necessary for the tasks that you're doing and budget as necessary to invest in the right tools for that job. And that's a pretty straightforward response, but we don't always do it. Sometimes we just, you know, chug along with an uncomfortable chair or, you know, whatever the tool is, the, the lousy software that doesn't really uh, do what we need it to do just because it's easier in our minds than going to the effort of figuring out what I need to replace it. But 
that's the way you get past this obstacle. Have the right tools for the right job and you're going to be more productive. Now, I will say this is not an invitation to use researching and shopping for better, and I'm using air quotes, you know, better tools as an excuse to procrastinate taking action. Sometimes we got to just keep working with what we've got while we are in the process of improving the tools that we use. The second external or physical kind of obstacle that may get in the way of being productive is clutter. And I'm not going to talk a lot about this because we've talked about it a lot. It's a simple, straightforward reason. Clutter makes everything take longer. And so we've talked about this in numerous episodes. I'll put links in the show notes to several of the past episodes where we've talked about this. Uh, In episode 203, we talked about 13 areas to declutter in our homes. Episode 163, we talked about clutter, stress, and simplicity. Um, episode 277, we talked about 10 things to declutter and way back in episode 83, I had such an interesting conversation with a colleague in France and another one in Israel called the art of decluttering an international conversation. And that was a a really interesting one. Like I said, I'll have links to those in the show notes. If you haven't listened to them or haven't listened to them in a while, you might want to check those out. And there are others as well. So listening to that, educating yourself about the effects of clutter and ways to get past it, and really the way to overcome this obstacle of clutter is simply to make a point of decluttering your workspaces as a starting point, you know, using the tools that we can offer in these various episodes to to do just that and create space that is conducive to getting the things done that are important to you. The third physical or external, sort of external, it's not mental, I guess, obstacle to productivity is our own physical condition. To accomplish what we want to in life, whether we're talking about specific tasks, work or personal projects, strong relationships, or anything else that's part of a life that matters as we each define it for ourselves, in order to accomplish those things, we need to be as physically healthy and strong as we're able to be. We need to maximize our stamina in order to be able to do the things we want to do. It's just hard to get through our days doing the things we want and need to do if we're physically exhausted, sick, or weak. And so to address this, you know, it's obvious, we've talked about it before, there are lots of factors we need to think about in terms of um, getting an adequate amount of sleep, uh, eating healthy, nutritious food that fuels our bodies, staying hydrated, and moving our bodies regularly to keep them strong and healthy and alert. And now, and I will say, this is absolutely relative to our individual situations. Productivity in any sense, whether we're talking about getting things done or making a life that matters, does not require perfect health and fitness, and it is absolutely possible to be productive even with a chronic illness or serious injury. And in fact, we've done a couple of uh, episodes in the past. Um, I can't think of the names of it. I should have looked this up before I sat down. But it just occurred to me, we've done a couple of episodes in the past with guests who deal with chronic illness or an injury that they have to overcome some sort of physical limitations. We'll find those and we'll put those links in the show notes. It's absolutely possible to do. But the point is, 
whatever our age or our physical circumstances, we can maximize our productivity by doing what is in our power to take the best possible care of our bodies. And that helps remove or at least minimize the obstacle that our physical condition can present to being as productive as we want to be. So those are three uh, physical or external kinds of obstacles. The rest of the ones I thought I'd talk about are more internal and they're, you know, more ubiquitous, as they say, more of us, I think, deal with these and sometimes can be harder to deal with because we can't, you know, put our hands on them and, and, you know, see them as easily. Uh, so the first one is a lack of focus that absolutely will be an obstacle to achieving anything important in our lives, anything we value. And that can be a lack of focus in the moment, you know, letting ourselves be distracted by thoughts or other activities. And by thoughts, I mean, you know, worries about the past or or ruminating over the past or or the future or being distracted by other activities, the so-called shiny object syndrome, where we, you know, sit down to work on something, but we notice this other thing that gets our attention and we allow ourselves to be distracted. So we can have a lack of focus in the moment, or we can have a lack of focus in life in general, maybe going too many directions and not really making much progress in any of them. We've talked about this in the past too, about ways, you know, what can you do if you want to do lots of different things? I'll, we'll find that episode and link as well. But to really make great progress, we need to be able to focus at any given time on what's most important to us. And so to overcome this obstacle of a lack of focus, there are things we can do for in the moment we can practice. I think focus and being able to pay attention and stay kind of in the moment is a skill that we can get better at. And one way of getting better at it is simply to practice it and do spend time meditating. And I'm not talking about, you know, woo woo, uh, spiritual kind of meditation, but simply sitting quietly, focused on our breathing and and letting thoughts kind of go through us without letting them distract us. And there are lots of um, tools that can help us with that. The Calm app that they, they're not sponsoring this episode. Um, they have been a sponsor and uh, they're one of my favorite tools. They have guided meditations as do several other kinds of tools. And you can even find podcasts uh, in the Apple Podcasts app that will provide for free guided meditation exercises. Another way to protect our focus is to remove distractions from our environment, particularly when we're trying to work on something that requires focused attention. Take the distractions out of the way, put your cell phone in a different room, you know, clear off your workspace, all those things. And the other thing you can do if we're distracted by the thoughts in our head is to do a mind dump to get the worries and and all of those thoughts out of our head onto paper where we can look at them later and free up space in our heads for creativity and problem solving. Uh, The next obstacle that's internal is, uh, and we kind of do it to ourselves, is just generally being reactive instead of proactive. So not taking time to plan, but just sort of reacting to whatever happens in the day. Um, I saw a quote recently that I liked as a really good reminder to me, and this is by someone named Kai Khan, who's quoted as saying, 
take the time to plan your life or settle for what life gives you. And I think a lot of us do the latter, right? We, we uh, settle for what life gives us because we haven't taken time to plan and look ahead and be proactive about how we're going to spend our time, what we're going to do, all those sorts of things. The way we overcome this particular obstacle is by being very intentional. The big picture overcoming of it, of being proactive, is to keep our values and our priorities in front of us, write them down, review them frequently, evaluate how our day-to-day activities are lining up with what is most important to us. On a daily basis, we can be more proactive by having a plan, deciding on purpose what is most important to do each day and when we're going to do it, and then check in with that plan regularly. And I think we need to write this down, whether it's in a task manager or on a piece of paper that we sit on our desk or our kitchen counter or wherever we're working, but be very thoughtful and intentional about how we're spending our time and making sure that we are investing time in those activities that are moving us toward the things that we value, the goals that are most important to us. And we adjust it as we need to, because, you know, life happens and we may have a plan, but I think we need to hold it loosely because, you know, especially if for those of us who have small kids in the house or, you know, are caring for other people, we have to think about those things. Uh, The next Internal obstacle is kind of a category of things that can be obstacles to our productivity. And I kind of lump them all together as mindset issues. And I think this is the biggest category for a lot of us. And there are lots of them we could talk about, but I sort of subdivided this mindset issues obstacle into a couple of areas, those that paralyze us and those that can overwhelm us. And so what I mean by those that paralyze us, mindset issues that can prevent us from taking action on the things that are important to us, the things that we need or want to do. And I'm talking about things like perfectionism. We don't start because we're waiting until we think we can do it perfectly or imposter syndrome can get in the way. And I think that can be kind of related to perfectionism. If we identify this as an obstacle, we can, you know, sort of do it anyway. We can take action to move forward, giving ourselves the grace to be less than perfect. And we can have that conversation with ourselves uh, to recognize that really nobody's perfect. Nobody does things perfectly. uh, And making our best effort at any given moment is sufficient to get started. And we can always iterate and improve as we go. Another mindset issue that can paralyze us, prevent us from taking action is accepting a narrative of powerlessness, or maybe another way of looking at it is um, thinking of ourselves as a victim of our circumstances or of another person. Um, You know, that's that allowing ourselves to believe that I can't move forward. I can't take action because of this other thing outside me, because my circumstances don't allow it. All of this is about giving up your power to choose the direction of your own thoughts. And I'm not trying to minimize the difficult circumstances that many of us deal with. I'm not trying to say that we don't have challenges to overcome. 
Other people can create obstacles. They can throw things in our path to prevent us from accomplishing our goals, or at least to try to. But if we accept that narrative that we are powerless in the face of our circumstances or in the face of what other people say or do, then that really, that's the only thing that stops us. If we believe, if we can allow ourselves to believe that we have the power to choose how we think and choose to take action regardless of our circumstances, then we can move forward. Maybe not in the way we had dreamed of it at first, but we can always find a way unless we surrender that power to move. Uh, I'm not articulating that very well, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot that, that it's easy to think, well, I can't do, you know, because of this circumstance in my life. But the truth is we can choose to believe that we have the power to choose. Okay. I'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Another mindset issue that can get in the way that can prevent us from taking action is having what's called a fixed mindset. Um, Carol Dweck in her book, Mindset, talks about this. And I'll put a link in the show notes because it's a really good book. I think I may have mentioned it before. It's well worth reading. She talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And I'm oversimplifying here, but a fixed mindset believes that our skills and abilities are fixed, they're inherent, we're born with them, and they don't change. So for a person with a fixed mindset, a failure is a sign that, you know, we don't have what it takes. It's impossible. Whereas a growth mindset believes that we can grow and improve in any area. And so a failure isn't the end. It's just a sign that there's more growth needed, more learning needed in a particular area. And so the difference between a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset might be something if you think I'm not good at X, whatever it is, versus that, that would be a fixed mindset. I'm just not good at it versus a growth mindset, which is, I need to learn how to do X better, whatever that X is. A fixed mindset says, I can't, while a growth mindset says, I don't yet know how, but I can learn. And similarly, a fixed mindset says, I don't know, versus a growth mindset, which says, I don't know yet, but I can learn. So, um, that's um, the, the getting past that obstacle is just a matter of learning how to develop a growth mindset. And if you find yourself in that category, if there's something about the, the idea of the fixed mindset kind of resonates with you, I do encourage you to check out Carol Dweck's book mindset and, and learn more about that. So those are a few of the mindset issues that can paralyze us. And then there are a couple that can kind of overwhelm us and cause us to just, you know, pile too much on ourselves. And one of them is the good old FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, it manifests in an, maybe an overbooked schedule because we're not willing to pass up any opportunity, and I'm using air quotes there, out of fear that it will never come our way again. So we've got to take it now, even though we don't have the time or energy really to do it justice. Uh, it can FOMO can also manifest in spending too much time on social media out of fear of missing some bit of crucial news or just feeling out of the loop. A lot of us experience this and the way we overcome it 
is uh, by a lot of hard work. But uh, the, the, the thought I had when I was thinking about this, because this is something that I, I struggle with from time to time, and we can overcome FOMO by learning to experience JOMO, which is a term I first saw in an Instagram post by Courtney Carver. Um, JOMO is the joy of missing out. Um, counting the, the joy of all the things you didn't add to your schedule because you decided other things were more important. And we can overcome or get past this obstacle of, of FOMO, of fear of missing out by practice, by ev practicing evaluating opportunities and requests before responding and ask yourself as you're considering whether to add something to your schedule or to spend time looking at something, how does this activity or this request or whatever it is measure up against my values and the things I've identified as the highest priorities in my life? Ask yourself, will, if I take this on, even if it's a good thing, will it move me in the direction of my most important goals or is it a diversion? And even if it's a good thing that might move you in the right direction, the third question maybe to ask yourself is, is this the best use of my time, energy, and attention right now? The truth is any opportunity can come again, but it, and if it doesn't, maybe that's okay. And that's where we learn this to experience this joy of missing out that Courtney talks about. But asking ourselves as we evaluate any potential activity or commitment, is this the best use of my time, energy, and attention right now at this time in my life? And then the second area of uh, mindset kind of thing that can overwhelm us is comparison. You know, someone has said, comparison is a thief of joy. When we compare ourselves to other people, it often leads to dissatisfaction with our life or our efforts, and that can distract us or from, from being productive, or it can lead us to overwork in ways that don't serve us, just trying to live up to an image of what we think we ought to be or what we think somebody else is doing. In any event, when we are comparing ourselves to other people, we're taking our eyes off our own priorities and measuring ourselves against someone else, usually with a, a lack of information. So we can overcome this comparison obstacle by recognizing that while we can observe and learn from others, measuring ourselves by others is never productive because for lots of reasons, but mainly because it's based on incomplete information. You are always by definition comparing their outsides to your insides and you will always come up short. So comparison does, uh, does not help us be productive. It can be an obstacle to true productivity, to making a life that matters, to accomplishing what, what matters most to us. And it's worth getting past. The key with any of these mindset type of obstacles is to spend time observing honestly, but with compassion, what's going on in our own minds, and then do the work of addressing those thoughts and those patterns of thinking that don't serve us. I have been um, listening recently through Audible to Byron Katie's book called Loving What Is, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. This is a book that takes the reader through the process of identifying thoughts that we're having 
and asking four questions that she calls the work. Um, and and I won't, won't summarize it here, but I would direct you to the book or to her website. We'll have a link to both in the show notes. It can be a very helpful process to help us observe, as I said, honestly, be real with ourselves, but be compassionate, not judgmental, not condemning, but just observing what am I thinking and then taking it through these questions she talks about uh, and that she calls the work. So my final thoughts on this, um, focusing on the negative generally isn't healthy. Uh, and I usually don't like to do that on this podcast, but I think it can be helpful to pause, observe, evaluate, and identify those obstacles that are getting in our way. And then rather than dwelling on them or just surrendering to them, come up with a plan to address them. And that's what I would encourage you to do. These are some thoughts I have on a few things that can be obstacles to a productive life. But what do you think? What did I miss? What obstacles do you experience in your productivity journey? And how do you uh, take action to try to get past them? I would love to hear from you on this. You can share your questions or your thoughts on this topic in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 367, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or even better, if you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, I'd love to continue this conversation there uh, about the obstacles that you're facing or those that you've overcome that maybe you can help the rest of us with. Uh, please do check that out um, and feel free to, to continue the conversation there. If you'd prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, I think we're getting, that's pretty much it. Don't forget, if you haven't tried out Text Expander yet, it's one of my very favorite productivity tools. And you can learn more by going to textexpander.com slash podcast, where you can get 20% off your first year. Again, that's textexpander.com slash podcast. And be sure and let them know I sent you. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was productive. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. <laughs>